We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into another edition of the Peyton Chatney Show. I'm Neil McCready. That is Peyton Chatney, Ole Miss's second baseman. Um, this show brought to you by the Rogue, the Rogue 4450 I-55 North in Jackson. They've sponsored the show throughout the spring. We really appreciate them. I would love it if you would check in with them and you can do some of your, uh, I don't know, graduate shopping. If that's still going on, they have a month of May special. So you still got a couple of weeks here in May as we get to, uh, the, the crunch part of the baseball season. So you got a couple months, a couple weeks in May, I should say, buy any two collegiate products at uh, the Rogue, and you get 20% off your entire purchase. So uh, buy two, get 20% off at the Rogue, 4450 I-55 North in Jackson, or the Rogue.com. Peyton, how are you? I'm doing well, doing well. So the last time we did this show, um, you said, hey, you guys have just come off a couple of disappointing series where you'd lost these super close games against Mississippi State and against Arkansas, and you'd come back and, it was like, hey, it's, you know, got to win seven of the next nine, which is a daunting thing. And you've won six of the first six of those nine, which has to feel, from a math standpoint, Peyton, that's a really good thing to do when you're trying to win seven out of nine is to win the first six. Um, what's happened? You guys have – I've, I've been watching you play all season. Um, my observation just from the outside looking in is that you guys are kind of having fun, and obviously winning is fun. Um, you've kind of found some, not that you didn't have chemistry, but you kind of have some chemistry going right now, hitting up and down the lineup. Everybody's contributing. Um, you guys have gone from being kind of a team that was pressing and struggling to a team that's just kind of playing loose and free. What happened? Yeah, I think um, you hit it right on the nail when you say the chemistry-wise of like, not necessarily chemistry from player to player, like an actual relationship, but just, the team as a whole, and this is kind of what we've been talking about all year, is we can't put all the pieces together. You know, it's I said it before, our pit, if our pitching's great, then our hitting's not doing well. And if our hitting's doing well, then our pitching isn't great. Um, but it seems like these last couple of games, we've really been able to to put it all together and, and one through nine have good at-bats. Um, and I, it's looked well and it's, it's looked great. And um, But I think, you know, maybe from maybe – from, some people's minds it's like you know what has changed and what's the switch that you know that we've done or whatever it is um but for us it's like we just stuck with it we trusted you know the plan we trust the process of 
uh, we're in this hole. We just got to get out of it. You know, we're a good team that's playing bad, but now, now we're starting to pick it back up. It's awesome. I, I'm just going to throw this at you because I'm curious because in the moment I was like, this is a big deal. And I'm curious whether you, because you were on the field, I was watching on a television screen. Um, you guys were opening your series against Missouri on a Friday night and uh, Dylan DeLucia did not have his best stuff to start that game. He got in some trouble, gave up a couple of runs, bases were loaded, two outs. Situations, frankly, were over the last several weeks you know, the other team gets a good hit. They they do something to blow a game open or to build a bigger hole for you guys to climb out of. And he got a strike three call, kind of a marginal call outside corner. Could have gone either way, but you guys got the call. And then you come back and you score, I, I want to say three runs. I think Kemp Alderman hits. I don't remember exactly, but it was a kind of a felt like a big swing. I'm wondering with you, not in that exact moment. Was there a little part of you, though, when, when that happened that you kind of exhaled a little bit, like, okay, we're going to be okay? Because, I mean, there's a big difference between two to nothing and five to nothing. For two to nothing and Dylan staying in the game and getting you to the fifth, and as opposed to it becoming six nothing and he can't get out of the first and one of those weird nights. It's a huge difference psychologically for a team like you guys yeah. at that moment. Yeah. Was that a, did, am I making too much out of that, or did you at the moment think, okay, we're okay? Um, I think in the – Obviously, we want two runs, you know, scored against us versus five or anything like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, no doubt if, if you have a pitcher like Dylan and how he's been pitching right now, for him to get out of that jam, I knew or the team knew he was going to keep going and he was going to get back to himself. It's, you know, it's kind of uncommon right now for him to be in that hole um, that he was kind of in on Friday, but yeah, we have a ton, a ton of confidence in him. And I think he has a ton of confidence in himself. So um, we knew our offense, if, if, if we could, if our defense could hold him, hold him uh, early, our offense would, would turn it around. So yeah, I think, I think that's a huge, huge pitch for us. No doubt. Your offense did turn it around after having a couple of weekends where you couldn't get the timely hit. Like you guys were just, just really struggled with men in scoring position in Fayetteville and that kind of thing. All of a sudden, you, your offense just gets rolling against Missouri, and people are like, yeah, it's Missouri. They're, they're, they're struggling. But then you guys did it against Southern Miss. You did it against LSU. I mean, there's a cliche that's out there, obviously, that hitting is contagious. And it is cliche. I get it. But it's kind of true, isn't it? I mean, when you oh. see guys having success in front of you, it makes you calmer when you go to the plate? No doubt. I think all of baseball is contagious. Um but for sure hitting, I mean, it's, uh, it is way easier to hit whenever the guy in front of you is already standing on second base with one out instead of nobody on with two outs, you know, it's just the way it is. I think for sure. I mean, that's, that's been our biggest thing is if we could just get the timely hits, like you're saying, we could just get the clutch, you know, at bat, even if it's not a hit, whatever, you know, might be, that's what turns around the whole game. There's a, in every single game you look at and coach B always tells us you can take away, you know, about five pitches from both sides of the, of, of um, the game that change the whole game that are completely, you know, turning points for, for both either team, whatever, who ends up winning. Um, and a lot of those times we haven't quite gotten those pitches to go our way, but we are right now, which is awesome. What about for you personally? Cause I know you've had your struggles this season where you admitted, Hey, you're probably pressing a little bit, probably trying to do too much in individual at-bats. Just again, watching from afar, it looks like your your approach at the plates a little bit better. It looks like you're 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 kind of having more fun up there, and obviously the results are 
are different. You're, you're driving the ball out of the ballpark. You're making good, hard contact, all that stuff. Is something clicked? Did you change anything or did things just kind of start to work for you? Um, I think, well, A, I have, you know, I think the best hitting coach in the country um, with me. And, and we sat down about two weeks ago, maybe two and a half, three weeks ago. Um, we were hitting one day and on an off day or, or before practice or something, but it was just BP inside. There wasn't like, there was like two people and he pulls up a picture of, of me um, and he paused it. So, so it was a video. He paused the video of when I was in the furthest point back in my load. So right before I'm actually about to tack the ball. Um, and then he put it side by side, just funny because we played LSU last weekend, but he put it side by side. Um, Jacob Berry, who's a phenomenal, you know, player, phenomenal hitter in our league. And, and when, whenever he was in the furthest point back um, before he's going to attack the ball. And in my picture, the ball is, is already like halfway from, from the pitcher to me, you know, somewhere in there where I should be swinging right about now. In, in Barry's picture, the ball is barely coming out of the pitcher's hand. And so one of the things that I've been um, pretty good at doing, and I struggle with the off-speed pitch, that's no question, but I've always been able to attack the fastball pretty well. And recently, especially when I was struggling, you know, a couple weeks ago, um, I was getting blown up by fastballs, which, which is yeah. necessarily like me. Um, and Coach Clem it, it just kind of sat down and said, I think that's because um, I'm basically just loading late. I'm not getting to that spot that I need to get earlier to be able to see the ball come in. And that's forcing me whenever I am late like that, it's forcing me to, you know, kind of cut off my swing and rush my hands and everything like that. So even if it may feel like I'm on time, I'm not really, it's just because I'm rushing that it feels that way. So we've worked on different things mechanically and um, along with fixing the mechanics, I think what really helps too is like, because we are working on something that helped me out mentally and gave me more confidence to say, Oh, okay. I, I still got it. Like, Oh, I can still do this, which also helps out a ton. You know, of it's course, such a hard game, you know, I mean, I mean, you know that. I mean, you, yeah. you're much further along than I ever made it, obviously. And, but it's such a hard game, and you can start thinking. Mm, oh. I mean, and just play in high school ball, right? I mean, you can start thinking, and you just think yourself to death at the plate. Yeah. I can only imagine what that's like in the SEC when you're going against, you know, SEC scholarship yeah. pitchers who can throw hard and who can mix in off-speed stuff. And, I mean, you just got to twist your head into a pretzel, I'm guessing. It, it can definitely um... – be tough at times. You have to check yourself every once in a while. Like, Hey, you're here for a reason. You know, like I'm, I'm here for a reason. The pitcher is obviously there for a reason. Um, but you have to have enough confidence. I mean, baseball to me, and I've learned a lot through this year and this season, just baseball. There's a lot to the mental side, more than just, more than just, you know, thinking you're good. Like I'm talking about the, the mental approach of, of hitting and, and fielding and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, it's it's really neat. One of the things that I don't think you have gotten enough credit for um, this season is even when you were really struggling offensively, I didn't ever think watching you that you took your bat to the field mm -hmm. mentally, you know, because, look, you have a bad at bat or a, a, a disappointing at bat and you just, you know, maybe it's the third out of, the, of an inning and you got to go grab your glove and you're out there, but you're a human being. You're still thinking about it. It, it doesn't seem like you, it seems like you were able to kind of, at least put it aside or put it in your back pocket or whatever and and make plays with your glove because you, you've made some 
you've made some pretty consequential plays with your glove. Like in that Missouri game we were talking about, um, you know, I mean, Dylan settled in, but that was his worst start. I mean, you know, he wasn't exactly fooling Missouri at times and you guys made some plays and uh, you made one in particular that comes to mind, but um, you've been able to do that all year. How hard is that to do when, when the bat's not where you want it to be to make sure that you don't compound it with your glove? Yeah, that's something I've always um, tried to do is whenever I play and, and this is, I mean, I'm sure everybody's heard it. Everyone talks about like, if you're 0 for 2, I mean, if you're 0 for 3 or you're 3 for 3, whoever's watching the game should never be able to tell, you know, what you've done. You know, you want to try to look the same every single time. So I really do try to do that as much as I can. Um, and, and another thing to me is, like, I have to find a way to help out my team. You know, if I'm not hitting, then I've got to play defense. And if I'm not doing either one of those, i got to contribute some other way, somehow – you know, whether it's just cheering on everybody else or being a leader or whatever it is, like you've got to do something to bring to the team. And um, so I've always had a ton of confidence in my, in my defense. And I feel like I've um, grown a lot, especially as a second baseman defensively here um, to where, yeah, I try to just do whatever I can to, to make the play. And, and I also want, because I have favorite players, like, you know, I've talked about Elvis Andrews and stuff who, he was a great player, but more than that, he was a guy that looked like he was always having fun and, and looked like he truly loved the game. So I know there's other, you know, younger kids who if they're watching me play. I'm not going to let them, you know, see me down or anything. I want them to be able to look at me like I look at Elvis Andrews. So I don't know. It's awesome. I, this game is unbelievable. So you guys go down to Baton Rouge, which is usually a fun place to play. It has not typically been a very friendly place for Ole Miss to play. Um, I mean, just through history. And I know. You're not out there thinking, hey, you know, in the 1940s, we really struggled against these guys. <laughs> I, and I know you're not thinking like that, but, you know, I mean, it was the first sweep for Ole Miss in Baton Rouge and I think ever. Mm-hmm, and ever. The, fir- the first time you guys won a series down there since, I don't know, like the Lincoln administration or something. So it, it, <laughs> it had to feel pretty good. What's it What's it like to go down there and play? I know you've you've been down there before. I mean, it's a it, it can be a pretty intimidating venue there there it's obviously a very storied program yeah no doubt it was a ton of fun and um lsu has a long track record of being great especially at home um just because of the alex box and how how special that place can be um but kind of like we've said in the past about like whenever we were talking about the state series of you know to be honest i don't care who we're playing right now like we just have to win and we kind of still have that mindset of look, we, we get to play LSU at LSU. Like how awesome is it going to be whenever we get to take the series and end up, we ended up sweeping, but like for us right now, it really doesn't matter who we're playing. Like we have to play our best ball, um, whoever it is. Um, it is still super cool to play at Alex box. It was a lot of fun. I grew up, um, wanting to be an LSU tiger for a while there. Um, and it was fun. It was, it was a great experience. It was super hot, but it was fun. <laughs> yeah, it's always hot down there, man. It's, isn't that crazy? It's either in, like late if you play if you're there late football season, it can be so cold with the wind coming off the river. But once the calendar turns to about the middle of, you're from it's like the same deal as living yeah. in Houston. Oh, yeah. It's just hot all the damn time, <laughs> but it's hot and muggy there. Um, what was it? Was it? I saw there was one point in the game. I can't. It was, I want to say it was the third game. May have been the second game. I don't remember. Um, you were out there and you were talking to uh, 
Mike's son, uh, whose yeah. first yeah. name's escaping me right now. I apologize. Drew. Drew, thank you. I wanted to say Ben. I'm like, it's not Ben. It's oh, Drew. Ben, yeah. yeah. Um, Drew's out there. I know you've known him for a while. You're around him. Obviously, he's part of, you know, obviously you, yeah. you play for his dad. Uh, is there any part of that that you're, is it just normal or do you ever think about it? This is, this is crazy. I mean, I'm playing against a guy who's, who's his dad's, his dad's in our dugout. I think it's, it's super neat. It's probably a really cool experience um, for Drew. It's got to be a little bit awkward for Coach B. I mean, like, I mean, Coach B would never, ever, you know, try to help out, you know, his son if we're playing against him. I mean, he's got way too much of a competitive nature. Um, but it's got to be just a little bit awkward for him. And oh, sure. he, had actually, he had actually sat down with us and, and talked just to make sure, which I really appreciated because – on, on Saturday, well, it was supposed to be Saturday, ended up being Sunday because um, we had a doubleheader on Saturday. But they had they had a senior senior day or whatever, so they honored all the seniors. And he, like, um, in our Friday meeting, he can't he got us all together and said, hey, guys, I just want you all to know I'm going to go over there and take a picture with my son. And, you know, it's something I want to do. And he wanted to make sure we didn't feel uncomfortable with us going or him going over to the other side to take a picture. Like, Coach, this is your son. Like, this is a – one in a lifetime experience and we all understood so but you could tell you know he, he doesn't want at least for us he doesn't want us to you know feel like he's he's you know taking it easy on him or anything like that which I really appreciated but it's got to be a, a pretty cool experience and I I don't think Coach B would ever um I'm sure I'm sure Drew and Ben and everybody else wanted to Go to Ole Miss, I have no idea if that's true or not, but I just feel like, you know, you grew up in Oxford. I don't think Coach B would ever even recruit his sons. Just the way I, I've kind of seen it, he's too much of a competitive nature, and, and he would never want that weird, you know, is he favored his sons or not? And I think it's uh, – I don't think they would ever end up coming here. But yeah, I think, I think they've said publicly for a while that they they made a decision as a family years ago that that the boys yeah. wouldn't play for for Mike. Um, and, and you're right, so that – I, I didn't even mean to talk about this, but I'm curious. That would sometimes lead to some awkward points, right? If the yeah. coach's son is on the team on a, at, at this level, I mean, it's one thing when you're, you know, in little league or whatnot, but you know, when you're at this level, and sometimes players get frustrated at the coaches, and maybe you want to vent to your buddies and say, you know, coach so and so's a, yeah, you know, whatever. You're just having a bad day, right? You know, he said something to you, you didn't appreciate it. It's kind of yeah. away, but. It happens. You wouldn't be comfortable necessarily saying those things if the coach's son was right there in the in the locker room with you. I'm 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 just guessing. Yeah, I mean whether or not like, oh for sure if I wasn't even talking about that, yeah, like you wouldn't be able to 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 say oh you know for whatever reason if coach is making us run because we got zeros or whatever it is and I know that's not legal now but whatever <laughs> um, whatever it is um hypothetically of course yeah, yeah. hypothetically uh. <laughs> You know, I can't say, you know, why the heck does he care? Blah, 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 whatever. And you wouldn't be able to do that necessarily. But, um, but playing time, having to like, like, earlier yeah, this, that, you know, earlier this year, they said, hey, Peyton, take a day off. Let's watch yeah. the game from a different perspective. And if it was to take the day off for the coach's son to play, it might be a different reaction than what you had. It would be, it would be definitely awkward at times. And, 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 um, now if it was Coach B, I do think Coach B would do a, a great job at doing it because he doesn't play really any favorites. I don't think, um, I don't know. It might be different if his son's on the team, but I doubt it. Um, but it would just be super hard and awkward for, for both 
the son and the teammates like especially if you know because if the son deserves to be out there then he deserves to be out there but for whatever reason like if there's a coach that's playing his son and he's you know questionable even if he is supposed to be out there but it's questionable well the other kid that he beat out is no doubt gonna think in the back of his mind like oh this is because he goes home and eats dinner with the coach you know what i mean it's true but so yeah it's probably smart the way they did it because even if drew or ben or, or sam or whoever ended up going to Ole Miss and deserved and earned the starting spot, for sure the media is going to say something about it. Somebody on Twitter is going to tell you that Coach B is favoriting his son. So it's probably really smart on the Bianco's you know, part. So uh, here we go. You guys have Texas A&M this weekend. You, the, the math is different now. I mean, you know, it's obviously a huge weekend. You guys are red hot. They're red hot. They've caught Arkansas in the West. They're 17 and 10. Um, you guys are – 13 and 14, suddenly you could get to 16 wins in the SEC, which seemed just impossible three weeks ago. I mean, frankly, the, you know, it just didn't it, it didn't look like the, the the gods were favoring you in that regard. You got a chance to get there um, and to take away any doubt about making the tournament and all that stuff. What's the the mood around the team and what's kind of your thoughts as you get ready for it? Yeah, we're, we are playing a, a good A&M team. They're, they're um, really, really solid this year. I don't want to keep repeating myself, but it's like I said earlier of, of we don't care if we're playing, you know, Tennessee right now or if, or if it's A&M or whoever. Um, these games mean a lot to us. And, and even if even if it's not necessarily to, to get us into the SEC tournament now or anything like that, we're still yeah. fighting for a regional spot. It's not guaranteed yet. You know, we're still fighting to because the more wins we get, obviously, you know, your ranking goes up and you play um, a lower ranked team and you're in a not as difficult regional, whatever it may be. Um, so all of these games matter, you know, it's, they're just as important to us. And, and it would just be awesome to keep that momentum going and keep, you know, rolling right into the SEC tournament and then a regional and super regional and Omaha and everything. It'd be awesome. You mentioned the SEC tournament. You guys are going to be in it. Uh, I don't know whether we'll get a chance to visit between Saturday and Monday when you guys leave, probably not. So we'll, we'll, we'll touch base with it now. Um, we have a long time on the road, so we can probably do it on the road. It's a lot of fun. I yeah, love the SEC tournament. Yeah, I was going to ask you, what's that uh, What's that like? I, you guys, for whatever reason, um, even before you were at Ole Miss, and certainly since you've been at Ole Miss, you guys have had a lot of success in, in Hoover. What is it about that venue and, and that setting that seems to bring out the best in you guys? Yeah, I don't know why, but it does seem like that we've always been able to play well um, at the SEC tournament, it is, it's an unbelievable experience. It's, it's so much fun. And it's really cool just cause like every single team's fan base comes to watch your game and it's super, super unique. And that's the, the coolest experience I've probably gotten to play in is the SEC tournament, or I shouldn't say coolest, the, the most fun I've gotten to play in was the SEC tournament. Um, but, but yeah, it, it's super, super unique and it, it's, Really, really hot there too, but it's a lot yeah. of fun. <laughs> I've called it like baseball carnival, and people don't know what that means. Oh, I don't know. It's maybe it's a stupid thing to say, but it's always like everybody's there. It's just kind of loose, and everybody's kind of having fun. And as the yeah. weekend goes on, it's kind of funny. The games quote mean less because everybody's in by then, right? I mean, yeah. you know, and yet everybody plays super hard. The players are trying to win. The coaches are trying to win but at the same time not get anybody hurt and get out of there and the coaches are thinking yeah. long term players are kind of thinking now nah, I want this trophy it's got a weird feel to it you know it's 
it's no doubt a weird week because you hear about teams that that don't try or, or don't care about it because they're already in the the um, actual NCAA tournament and everything. Um, but for us, I don't think I've ever now maybe before I was here, but I don't think so. Like we've always taken the SEC tournament really serious, and it's always meant a lot to us. So I love it. I think it's a ton of fun. Um, I don't. Yeah, it's 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 a great time. How much do you get to interact with uh, guys on the other teams away from the field? Because some of y'all are sharing the same hotels and stuff. Do you cross paths and just say hello, or is it what's that? What's that? Um, like? I'm always normally a pretty you know friendly guy to other to other players on the teams or on on other teams and stuff. Um, we had an incident last year. I won't name the name or or teams, but we had just beaten them, and it's super awkward. We're on the um, elevator together and I say some no 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 we had just lost the yeah we had just lost and then we beat him the next time we played him but the first time we lost we're on the elevator together and I make some you know icebreaker comment about you know it was a great game or whatever and they just gave the the, the tool bag of you know thanks I appreciate it you know just whatever like just they were trying to act all cool and stuff and then <laughs> um then we ended up beating them later on in the week and and happened to kind of run into them in the elevator again and it was awesome because the, the elevator was silent like there was no talk <laughs> out of it. it it gave me like you know i just love it so much because it, it got to kind of fuel my fire of yeah that's right like we 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 won that one so it was cool but um, <laughs> for the most part everybody everybody like that i've met is, is super nice and and um cool outside of the the field because you know we've talked about it before some some teams play with that edge and some teams play with you know um I, I don't know. They play play with them, yeah, you know, with an edge to where you know it can come off as as, as rude or, or you're a, a tool or whatever. But outside of that, a lot of the times there's you know they're good guys. You guys are obviously playing better, but are you playing with more edge or is it same same mentality? Does anybody say something about hey we got to be a little? I mean, what, I'm just curious. I'm not in your dugout. Is there is it a little chirpier now or is it the same as it has been? I think it's the same when it comes to us talking to other teams coach B is really big on you know stay within our dugout we're not going to be that team that sits there and gripes at other teams um but I will say like there is a better energy there's more there's a better vibe to our own dugout like when we score runs right now you can probably see it or hear it like we do this dumb tunnel thing now and everybody's dancing in the middle and hey 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 just going nuts and having fun with it which we didn't do that in the beginning of the year. And that's something I think. How did that um, come about? Was that organic or what happened? I think it was pretty, I don't know how it started to be honest with you. It was only a couple weeks ago, but you could tell like there's just a little bit better of an energy. I think there's more of a belief throughout the whole team um, that we are a good team. And some of it comes from winning, you know, sure. some of it comes from us playing well, but also I think um, some guys are kind of turning the switch and realizing Hey, this is crunch time, and hey, we actually still can't make it, and um, it's cool. We're looking great. It's the whole chicken and the egg thing, and it, it's 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 more fun to win. You need to create fun to win. Yeah, it's yeah, it's sometimes I think it just boils down to the great Nuke Lelouch when he said winning it's like better than losing. <laughs> I, I just think he's kind of right, you know. Yeah, sometimes like people will say, "Oh, you can you can see them," which half of it is true, like I said. But like people will say, oh, they look like they're they're playing, you know, they're playing more loose and they're having more fun. Well, 
well, that's because we're hitting and, and pitching and, and, and winning. You know, it's it's a lot more fun that way than when we're not. But it also is true of, of if you can fake it till you make it when it comes to that type of stuff, it will turn around. Like, I think no doubt your energy and your your belief can change the whole the whole game. Yeah, it's like any team, not you guys or just anybody, but like when some pitcher for a team is just shoving it, right? Yeah. And, you know, he's he's throwing three things for strikes and he's hitting corners and the umpire's giving him a little bit and you you're helpless up there and fans will be like, Oh, they're flat. I'm like, not flat. They're just getting beat. I mean, it, you know, when, when everybody's, yeah. when everybody's striking out and hitting into weak contact, weak contact, it's, it's hard to create a lot of like dance parties or something in your dugout. You're yeah, it's not happening as opposed to if everybody like the other day against LSU, when it seemed like everybody was hitting a home run, um, you know, pretty pretty easy to turn it into American Idol over there yeah. in the dugout. Now, I will say, like, there are definitely times in just my whole career in baseball, you can tell there's times when we come out flat and we come out with not as much energy and um, for whatever reason, you know, it just seems like sometimes, hey, we come out a little flat. The only thing I don't like is when people try to say, um, especially this year, a lot of people early on try to tell us that, like, we, we weren't tough enough. We didn't have the grit that other teams have. It's like, no, we do. It's just, we're not playing well. So what are we going to do about it? You know, we can't go out there and, and look like we're, you know, gritty whenever we're losing, there's not much you can do about it. So that would probably be the only thing that I would say when, when people say that, that say it, that I really disagree with is like, you don't know what's going on in our dugout. You don't know how we're feeling. If, if, you know, we had a, we have guys yelling at each other inside the dugout to wake up and, and, and get, you know, tougher or you know, have more grit, play with more edge. Like you don't see how much we care about it. You can't tell. So I don't know. That's probably the only thing that I would say that I really, really disagree with when people are talking about our team. Hey, last thing, I'm just kind of curious, how's it different? Those of us who are locals, we always like say, Hey, you're obviously glad that Ole Miss is here and the students are here because duh, but it's kind of nice when the town mellows out for a couple of weeks and everybody, <laughs> you know, traffic's not the same and it's easier to get around and you can get into a restaurant or whatever. Bro, you guys, you're not doing school right now. Maybe a handful of guys are doing some sort of intercession or something, but for the most part, you're not in school. You're just playing baseball. Is it, is it kind of fun oh, to gosh. just play baseball for a little bit? This is, this is when we say this is the most fun in our season um, because you have nothing to worry about besides baseball. It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, to be honest with that, that's why I came to school was to play baseball. I know that might sound bad, but you know, I didn't necessarily come to school to go to school and play baseball. It's like, I, I can't, I chose this school for baseball. And, and so now that I get to just do baseball, it's, it's unbelievable. It's so much fun. And I love it. Cause now, you know, I don't have to wait 30 minutes at Chick-fil-A to get, you know, something from lunch, you know, or, or get my coffee in the morning. I don't have to worry about there being a long line. It's nice to not have as many um, people here at times. It's, it's, it's a really cool time for us. The Starbucks line in Oxford is. Oh, just, I, I don't even, I don't go insanity. near Starbucks anymore. I can't do it. It's total insanity. Yeah. And then you're driving down that road and you're like, Oh shit, what is that? And you're like, I know you, you realize out of the way real quick. Cause there's, there's not a traffic the jam. It's just Starbucks. It's like, it's not that good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. No, but it, it's, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love when there's a ton of people here. That's what makes Oxford great. Sure. But this is a super unique time for us because it's um, us baseball players because that's all we get to have to do is focus on baseball. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. 
Well, I know it won't be hard to get up for the games this weekend. Obviously, big games. Uh, wish you the best of luck. Appreciate you taking some time uh, to do this here uh, today. Good luck against the Aggies. Well, thank you so much. We'll review. That's Peyton Chatney. Uh, don't forget this show brought to you by The Rogue, 4450, I-55 North in Jackson, therogue.com. Buy any two collegiate items uh, from their college collection throughout the rest of the month of May, and you get 20% off your purchase there at The Rogue. Uh, Peyton, until next time, appreciate you. Thank you. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.